Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another edition of 11 Mile Sessions Live. I'm your host, Scott Boatwright, as always. Got lots of great music for you. Got some brand new videos from some local Detroit artists. And also at 7 o'clock, another live performance. We got gentleman Robert Johnson coming in to play for us. So stick around. Right now, let's start out with a brand new one from a gentleman named Kyle. I'm just going to say last initial M because I can't pronounce his name. You'll see it on the screen maybe, but... I'd rather not. I'd rather not try to pronounce it and not butcher it. Anyway, Kyle M. Uh, Detroiter has a brand new video, and this one is called "Echoes in Eternity."
I think we need a new bass player. <laughs> All right. That was Lori and the Darlings with their brand new video, Lucky. Before that, Killing Pixies with their new one, 
killing fetus. And I think you probably get the gist of what they're uh, trying to say there in that song. Thankfully, uh, well, this is my personal opinion. It's not necessarily the views of anybody else here, but the election went uh, in the right direction here in Michigan. Anyway, we started off with Kyle M., and that was Echoes in Eternity, his brand new one. We got a couple of more brand new ones. Well, actually, no. Uh, the first one is a new one. The second one is a live thing from last year. But we're going to start off with a gentleman that um, has actually been here to play, Tom Alter. And he has a brand new video called Love and All That Comes With It. Second spent in love Life goes on Every time we get to nest in love Life goes on Developing our chemistry And squelching petty jealousy just a couple features of the game If euphoria suspended You can still feel the contentment Of living with a steady burning flame This is just love And all that comes with it Yes, it is love that gets you through the storm And shields you from the wind Shields you from the wind 
characters in the front row. <laughs> well, if you go to enough shows, you're eventually going to run into that young lady at the end of that video, Lisa Joan. That was probably the person that recorded this. Uh, it was actually recorded live at the Ant Hall in Hamtramck. That was Detroit 442 doing the classic Sonic Reducer song. Before that, Tom Alter with a brand new video of his, the title track of his latest release, Love and All That Comes With It. Right now, we're going to, for the next half hour, we're going to spotlight some uh, videos and acts that are playing a fest that starts tonight, actually. So after you watch this, or if you want to hop in your car right now and watch the rest of the show later on Streamcast, you can do that as well. But at the Russell Industrial Center, that's on Grand Boulevard, just off of the service drive of I-75, so kind of like Midtown on the uh, slightly east side there. And it's a four-day festival of um, called Skull, and it's um, subtitled Detroit's Goth Fest. And it's kind of a misnomer to a certain extent. There's definitely plenty of goth music for this festival, but some of the bands you might say are on the industrial side and even maybe slightly metal, but still the dark, heavy stuff. So if you're into that kind of music, you'll definitely want to go down there. And we're going to spotlight those bands and you're going to decide for yourself right now we're going to start off with a band called hide just like it sounds h-i-d-e and this is their latest close your eyes and it's recorded live in brussels
the band Wingtips. Um, they like to play here a lot in Detroit. Uh, they were just here a few weeks ago, but they're coming back for the Skull Goth Fest that's happening this weekend, starting tonight. Four days of goth, industrial, post-rock, that kind of music. You get the point. If you like the last three videos, then you'll definitely want to check that out if you can. Again, that's in Detroit, Russell Industrial Center, Grand Boulevard, off of I-75. Uh, before that, we uh, saw another video from a band from Detroit, Comfort Cure, and that was a video called Snake Alley. And we started off with a band, I'm not sure where they're from, but I know they're in the general area, Midwest, either Ohio, Chicago, something like that. Most of the bands are either from here in the Detroit area or from around here, really close, driving distance, if you will. And that was the one Close Your Eyes recorded live in Brussels. We're going to finish off uh, the show with three videos in a row, um, all bands based out of Detroit. I mean doesn't necessarily mean literally in the city, but you know what I mean, Detroit Metro. Uh, we're going to see a video from Second Salem called To Paint the Angels. We're going to see one from Schedule 4 called Stray. And we're going to finish off with Vasem. We've played videos from them before, Angel. And when I used to be at a different show at Henry Ford Radio, we uh, had him come on and play for us. So stick around. Uh, coming up at 7 o'clock, we have Robert Johnson do a live performance for us. So uh, that's going to be great. We're looking forward to that at the top of the hour. But right now, let's start out with Second Salem and To Paint the Angels.
Sessions live. Now we get to the live performance uh, portion of the show. And next to me, I have the gentleman Robert Johnson. How you doing, Robert? Doing great. All right. Thank you for. You? I'm doing good. Thank you for coming down. Thank you. So you got lots of great music to play for us in the next hour. We'll be sitting around chatting a little bit, like we're around a campfire. But we need more than a campfire with the way that weather is out there now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was wearing my shorts last week. What that, what happened? <laughs> What's well, Michigan, you know? Yeah, this is true. Yep. But we're we were talking about it earlier. At least we're not Buffalo. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we just get like five feet or seven feet of snow or something like Four that. Four to six, depending on who oh, you ask. God. But still, I mean, anything above six inches is yeah. Right. Get me away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What would you like to start with tonight? Oh, uh, you know, I don't know. We could play some Eric Clapton if you want. All righty. What do you have? Yeah. Which song? Well, um, this song is called Promises, mm -hmm. and uh, it's from, I think, 1971, and it's kind of a cryptic one. You don't hear it a lot, but uh, basically he's singing about a love affair that just didn't work out, you know. It's a strangely uh, similar uh, theme to a lot of songs, but, uh, yeah. It wouldn't be what's-her-name, George Harrison's. No, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I don't think so. It's not Layla, no. Because it, it could be. I mean, you think about the era of the song. Yeah, that's true. It could be, yeah. yeah. I'm just uh, guessing. I don't know. Yeah, I never saw any backstory on it, but maybe I'll Google it later, mm -hmm. and we can do a follow-up on that. But but I always kind of like the song, and people seem to like it when I play it. So, okay. You know. But, uh, All righty. Let's do yeah. it. All right. I don't care if you never come home I don't mind that you just Roll on away in a distant sea I don't love you and you don't love me Cause a commotion when you come to town Give them a smile and they melt Lovers and friends, it's all good and fine Don't like yours and you don't like mine La, 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 la La, 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 la And I don't care what you're doing at night I don't care how you get your delight Leave me alone, I'll let you be Don't love you and you don't love me I got a problem can you relate? Got me a woman called in love hate. Even in doubt, we'd always be friends. I like to know where promises end. La 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 la. La, 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 la Tried to love you for years upon years Refused to take me for real The time you saw what I want you to see I don't love you and you don't love me 
la 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 So that was a while ago, 71, huh? Yeah, that's what, 50 years? 51 years? 51 years ago, wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just like yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I can remember sitting at my grandma's table listening to that one on the AM radio back then. Okay. Yeah, which was unusual because they didn't usually have Clifton on, on AM radio. No, no, I, I agree. Um, I only remember a couple on AM radio back then. They, they definitely played Let It Rain. Yeah. I remember that coming on all the time, and then... Later on, that um, stuff he did with that uh, Asian female, uh, Lay Down Sally. And, oh, right, right. You know, but uh, as far as the yeah. very early stuff, you know, you were actually more likely to hear his other stuff with the, the bands, like Cream right. or whatever. But hmm. mm-hmm. I'm not really familiar with that song, though. I don't really remember don't it. remember that? Yeah. Nope. Well, that's yeah. probably good. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of new to me. That's cool. That works. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do we have next? Oh, uh, you know, uh, we could do, uh, let's do uh, some CCR. Okay, which particular song are we? Um, well, I like that song about the rain. He's like three of them, you know. But I like the one that he sings about uh, sunshine on a rainy day, or rainy, uh, rain and, you know, rain and sun. There's kind of that dichotomy when the band was breaking up. Okay. And, uh, you know. And people uh, in Michigan can definitely relate to that. (laughs) I've seen many a days where the sun is actually out pretty and shining, and yet it's raining, you know. Right. Yeah, it used to be that way in Florida. You could be raining on one side of the street and sun on the other side, as I recall. Mm -hmm. You know, because down there in the Keys, you know, it just kind of whips through. But, uh, But nowadays in Michigan, yeah, rain in the morning, sun in the afternoon, snow in the evening. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> then 70 yeah so you turn the heat on one part of the day air conditioning on the other part of the day <laughs> right 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 and yeah. then in the middle of the night you're like i don't know which one to turn on <laughs> <laughs> right yeah all right so this is the, not the one that people normally hear from ccr then right right oh, okay yeah cool so hopefully you like it
sun is cold and rain is hot and forever on it goes and I know been that way about all my time through the circle fast and slow it'll rain sun and snow and I know shining down seen the rain I want to know have you ever seen the rain coming down on a sunny day Actually, that is the one I think of when I think of a rain song from CCR. <laughs> I thought I thought it was going to be a different one. Okay, but you said they got three different songs that mentioned rain. I think so. Yeah. Hmm. I forget the words. I, for, <laughs> I mean, I forget the titles. You know. Okay. Yeah. The words I'll always know. They're in my muscle memory, but I can't remember the the titles. Sometimes I think maybe because I rearrange them and then they're not really even that song anymore. <laughs> hmm. Well, there's nothing wrong with doing that as well. You know. <laughs> I suppose. You know. <laughs> So how long have you been playing guitar? Oh, about 15 minutes. Okay. No, <laughs> no. Uh, probably 30 years or so, you know. All right. Yeah. So you started a little later in life then, huh? I did, yeah. Well, you know, I goofed around with different instruments when I was younger, you mm -hmm. know, piano and drums and whatnot. And then I got, you know, more serious about, you know, 30 years old, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Went through a divorce, and it was just like one of those things to, you know, Keep your mind off on. things, you know? Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, I played a few songs. I thought, well, I can do this, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I went to, uh, I basically got into this um, as a hobby. And then I went to a couple open mics and I thought, you know, I could I could run my own open mic, you know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I had like three songs I could actually play, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I booked myself at a coffee shop with my three songs and then I, I, I promoted the you know, the open mic very heavily. And so enough people came that the rest of the night people would play, you know, and then I kind of watched them and see what they were doing and mm -hmm. learn from them. And then I went to four songs, five songs, pretty soon 10 songs, 15. Then I could just, the guy that was running the open mic, he got a job as a, a bar manager. And next thing I know, they were calling me saying, hey, can you come over here and play? We want you to play every Saturday. I was like, wow, you know. Hmm. So then I had to really get serious about it because I, yeah. you know, I was kind of like goofing around with it and then, you know, just kind of got serious with it, you know. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of how it developed, and then I've always been more or less a solo artist. Mm -hmm. I did, uh, I did play with you know I had kind of a band, and if you remember the Alligators, yeah, yeah. So when I would get booked as a band at different places in in Ann Arbor, I would just you know have play my stuff and have them back me up. So mm -hmm. that was always killer because you know we had Waylon Dale on on harp, you know, and and Frankie Lee on on bass, and you know mm -hmm. sometimes different. Uh, Mm -hmm. Usually a different drummer, you know, but, um, you know, Ziggy would be on drums, you know, mm -hmm. 
And uh, so it had like this awesome rhythm section with a great lead. And, and sometimes we'd get Jeff Grand to sit in and play, you know, lead guitar. And he oh, learned Jeff, guitar, huh? you know, from Muddy Water. So it had like this killer band. And I just kind of stepped <laughs> in, like, you know, <laughs> strummed my guitar, you know. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was, that was really something. And then we got booked like crazy all the time. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, the pandemic and everything kind of killed all that off. So, you know, but yeah, those were good times back then. You ever jam with any of them, you know, anymore? Or occasionally, once in a while, or uh, you know, I I just don't have time really. I mm-hmm. wish I could, mm-hmm. you know. I just don't have a lot of time. And my problem, you know, I have a day gig, so I teach special ed during the day in the okay. city. It keeps me really busy, and then mm-hmm. I have a wife and two kids at home still, mm-hmm. and um, and then my, you know, I I have a steady gig every Saturday mm-hmm. at Slow Bones and Frankenmuth every Saturday. Hmm. And how um, far is that from your house? It's about an hour. Wow. Yeah. So you go hour one way every Saturday. To I do. Jam. And that hour is a treasure to me. It's the only time I have to myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I could see how that would be yep. beneficial for you. Yep. But, um, and I, I bought a Lexus. So while I'm in that one hour, I'm like, you know, I just my little toy, my little toy Lexus, you know, hmm. I can, you know. Your yeah. little slice of heaven. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So with a special ed, do you, um, what do you teach? you teach music or? No, I'm a K-5 special ed teacher, so I teach pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. And um, so I have kids that have cognitive impairments. Okay. And I have autistic children. Oh, wow. Children with autism, yeah. So I have a class of about 15 to 20 kids, depending on what's going on. Mm-hmm. And maybe half of those be autistic, and then the other half are cognitive impaired. And so uh, I do a lot of behavior modification, behavioral support, and then, you know, wrote you know, drill and practice, rote learning, lots of assessment, you mm-hmm. know, um, lots of, lots of, uh, hmm. you know, looking after those kids really, you know, yeah. that's I what just, I do. I'm just curious of how they would feel if you did decide to do that. I mean, not like an entire class of music, but just kind of introduce them to it kind of thing. Well, um, over the years at different times, you know, so different times I've uh, included music as, you know, an instructional support. Mm-hmm. And other times as recreation, mm-hmm. and other times you know I've actually like taught the guitar to different kids that have taken to it, and then I usually gift them a guitar. Hmm. I've done that several times nice. know, over the years. Yeah, give them yeah. you know give them a guitar, and uh, you know I'm sure that they'll always. One time I, uh, as a matter of fact, one kid I did that with years ago. Then I was a, uh, I was in a coffee shop or something, and I looked up, and here's this kid, Danny K. And he had his own little uh, little gig going, you know. Mm. So, <laughs> so I was like, "Wow, you know, that worked out pretty cool." You know, I mean, I don't know whatever. I never saw anything after that, but you right. Know. But yeah, so it was a it's a good thing for him. And um, but I'll I'll tell you a story. So I had one time I was a a group of kids. I was doing high school cognitive impaired at that time, and there was about you know ten twelve kids in there, mm-hmm. and we were playing different music on the speakers on the computer. And I just happened to sneak in one of my CDs, and all of a sudden the kids were all covering their ears, going, "Oh my God, what's that?" <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> were you afraid to tell them? <laughs> well, I didn't say it. Obvious. I never tell them. Once in a while, they'll discover. Like a parent will find out who I am, mm-hmm. or whatever, and then the kids know. And then you know, like I try to you know keep it on separate from my professional, you know, two, two different professions, you know. Yeah. And um. But, um, you know, once in a while they see and, you know, and then again, I do, you know, like I say, at times I teach the guitar and 
most of the time, if I put it on or play the, the guitar, the kids dance, you know, depending on their age and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, they're happy and they like it. And, you know, but, uh, you know, we do different things with kids. I, uh, I like to play some kids' songs. I can do Wheels on the Bus if you like that. <laughs> well, maybe another time. I don't know. <laughs> well, kids really like that. Yeah. And the but... parents seem to like it more than kids. Like if I play it live. You know, the parents yeah. are out there saying beep, 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 and, you know, wish, wish, wish for the wipers and all that. You know, mm. they, they really love it, you know. That's but, a wonderful uh, thing about music, though. It can touch anybody regardless of age, background, ethnicity. It doesn't matter, you know. It's like I a really, universal language. It is a universal language. I believe that it's, in many ways it's God's way of communicating. Mm-hmm. He really wants to reveal his beauty. Like if you think about Beethoven or Mozart or... Something like that, you know, yeah. a spectacular music like that, or even more contemporaries like, like you know, Prince or whatnot, you know, people that, you know, have been stellar artists, you know, Bob Seger, you know, Neil Diamond, you know, God just kind of like comes along and says, you know, hey, Neil, I want you to point, you know, <laughs> be a singer-songwriter for like the Monkees and all mm-hmm. these other things and... Mm-hmm. You know, he has a career that spans like 60, 70 years. I mean, yeah. think about that. And he wrote so many wonderful songs. And uh, and it's not like risque music or it's not, uh, you know, uh, political or anything like that. No, it's just no, like it's just every man's music, I guess. You just know, where, to, something to, um, you know, enjoy. Just have fun. Just yep. dance or, you know, bob your head or whatever, you know. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I'm lucky whenever I have an original song, you know, I really feel like I've been, you know, I'm really grateful, you know, to God that, you know, he says, you know, here's a song for you because those are the good ones, you know, in Mm -hmm. my opinion, the ones that you don't really have to work out. You know, they're just kind of there, you know. Mm -hmm. Speaking of, do you have one for us? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'll play this song for you and then I'll, uh, I'll tell you the backstory afterwards, okay? Okay. Save your soul 
You know, when the sun goes down, love the devil comes around. comes around all right so where did that come from <laughs> okay so i still haven't really got like a a name for it or anything but uh hmm. so uh in 2008 my kid got hit by a car and killed you know Hmm, so, I'm so sorry to yeah, she was that. 14. And, um, you know, it was a pretty rough time, you know. So uh, did pretty good for the first couple weeks, you know, keeping it together. And then um, this friend of mine said, hey, let's go out and have a drink, you know. So went out and had a drink or two. Hit the Jamesons pretty hard, you know. And, uh, man, that next Sunday I had the worst hangover of all time, and, and everything about that whole situation was just really weighing on me heavy. Mm-hmm. And I tried to lay down and take a nap, you know. And I'd lay down, take this nap, and uh, I have this dream that I'm in going down to purgatory to rescue my kid, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go down there, and I'm going to trade my soul for hers is what my intention is in this dream. And uh, and I'm you know going down, going down, and all of a sudden, the chorus of that song comes on. Come on, baby, let me save your soul, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like uh, an intervention to wake me up out of this dream. Yeah, you know, it was like spiritual intervention, like there was angels, or you know, so the Lord sent you know that mm-hmm. song in to wake me up to say, you know, wait a minute, you know, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and that was that. And so, and that was like the foundation for the song. And then there's other things like, like people putting a rose in the casket and things like that, you know, hold me a rose and cry me a river and, mm-hmm. and all of that. And then, you know, there's no salvation in a workstation because, you know, you work so much and you think you're doing good, but really you're not saving anybody's soul or anything. You're just burning up time where you could be with your kid instead. Yeah. You know, it's kind of the meaning of that lick, you know. But it's a work in progress, you know, and I've often thought about maybe like working with some other people to, uh, you know, to finish it off or make it more polished or whatever. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like most of what I do, it's pretty edgy and kind of half finished. I just kind of fly by the seat of my pants half the time. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> it seems to work. You know, I stay pretty busy. So, yeah. um, 
you know. Well, the audience can't really tell, you know. At least I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, it sounded like a song to me, you know, fully, you know, formed and all that. So. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you feel? You know, something that you could play with your band, maybe. Mm -hmm. You know, like, but rather than just because it could, I think it could be a good song for like a whole band, not just for a. You know, it's not. I'm certainly not Joni Mitchell or Carrie. You know, Carrie. No, you know. no. <laughs> so you know, most of us are Joni Mitchell. <laughs> you know, but you know what I mean. Like <laughs> she kind of carries it by herself. You know, you know. But uh, but yeah, but that's what I mean about so those good songs. I think are ones that just kind of come to you, not where you sit down and say, "Hey, man, I wrote a song about a camera." Mm. You know. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, well, most songs are just written usually by, well, not always, but a lot of times it is just one person with one instrument and their voice. I mean, even Paul McCartney, he doesn't, he doesn't write songs with a full band, you know. He, yeah. he, maybe he's just noodling on a piano or playing a, his bass or something, and he, he comes up with these songs all by himself. And a lot of times he probably doesn't picture what he's going to do ultimately when that song is finished either. Right, right. You know, it just kind of happens. Right. You know. Yeah. But I could see, you know, a, a band behind that song. I could see... For some reason, I picture a piano part of that. I don't know why. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, like for the rhythm part or for yeah. like a... Yeah, for the rhythm for part. fills or something, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just my personal opinion, but somehow I just... Yeah, like a hymn or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I guess that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah sometime when you have time, if you have that skill, you know, I'm more than happy to work with you on it, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we should keep it going. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's so, what we're uh, here for is some music, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Sorry. That's okay. That. That's all right. Well, we could play some Neil Diamond. We were talking about him. You want Neil Diamond? Eh, well, as long as it's not one of his greatest hits, you know, kind of thing. You okay. know, something a little more. doesn't have to be obscure, but, you know. Okay. Well, then we'll pass up on that. You want something else? You want another original? Yeah. That would be wonderful. Okay. All right. I'm going to slide this down here for a second. Spot of all your love, 
spite of all your dignity called themselves your family and they made sure it was in vain though dark your light it still shines brilliantly and you know it's shining here with me Dark your light, it still shines brilliantly And you know it's shining here with me Shining here in love Shining here with dignity Shining in a photograph I know it's shining here with me I saw you hiding in the photograph I saw you hiding there with me All right. So where did that one come from? Kind of the same place, actually. Yeah? Yep. Yeah, if you've ever been through a bad divorce and you have a kid die, I can tell you it's not for the faint-hearted when you go to funerals and stuff. Mm. People have their own way of doing things. Yeah, I can imagine. Yep. Yep. Mm. So, uh, and you know, you have treasures, you have photographs, Mm. you know, and you want to see somebody in a way they're hiding in a photograph. You know what I mean? Mm. It's all hidden away. But yeah, that was, uh, that's another one of those songs, yeah. Yep. And uh, people seem to like it. A lot of times I play that funeral home and people or at a, a nursing home and people will cry mm-hmm. just because they, they realize it's about someone that they lost and they hold their own person like that. Okay. You know. And it's cathartic that way. Yeah, I can imagine. You know, I think it's good for them. You know, that's it's one of those songs that <coughs> really just, uh, just kind of comes on. You know, I didn't really even write it. It just kind of fell in my mind and it. Uh, People seem to like it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people say, like, hey, can you play some John Prine? And I was like, sure, and I'll play that song. I'm like, wow, that was the best one he ever did. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey. But we won't tell, right? No, we don't tell, you know. <laughs> so so anyway, yeah, so let's do some blues. Let's do some uh, Let's do some B.B. King. You like B.B. King? Yeah, definitely. Yeah? I mean, it's okay if it's one of his hits. Eh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he wasn't overplayed on the radio like Neil Diamond, though. And yeah, you know. I uh, I worked at a place uh, back in the 80s, and it was a, you know, I won't go into the place itself, but it was like, you know, one of those things where they had the music on like all day, and it was like one station, and it was top 40. And there was a certain artist that I just heard so many times <laughs> that if I ever heard him again, you know, it would be too soon in a lot okay. of cases. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that'll keep that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's nobody's fault. It's just me, you know. It's like... Right. I mean, you, you just imagine if you just heard the same... You know, the thing is, is a top 40 station, it's like not only did you hear it every day, but you heard it six or seven times a day, every day. So even your absolute favorite band of all time would eventually get old after that, <laughs> you know. That's true. <laughs> I, you know, I struggled with that um, in an inverse relationship. Mm-hmm. So um, places where I end up playing, you know, that they'll hire me like 
you know, like, hey, I want you to play every Friday night or I want you to play every Saturday. Mm-hmm. I try to warn them all, you know, your staff is going to get tired of hearing the same guy. I said, well, we're not worried about the staff. You know, but then the staff be like, well, can't you get someone else, you know? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> because at first they love it. They're like, oh, my God, who is this guy? I love the music. Yeah, it's great. And then they'll play it like 50,000 times, and then they're like, you know, oh my God, him again. You know, so, yeah. I, and I remember myself getting the CD or the record of, like, the Almond Brothers or this or that or whatever, mm-hmm. but, and then I'm like, why did I even buy that, you know? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you just kind of get tired of the same thing, but. Yeah. But, yeah, but I, I remember the first time I saw B.B. King was about 1984. Okay. And uh was at the George Burns Theater. Hmm. If you okay. remember that place, it yep. was like I sure do. Gratiot and seven hundred and fifty mile road, you know, way, way, <laughs> way, way out, out in the there, DFE. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, me and this other white dude, we're the only people in there who were not female and black. Hmm. I'll just say that, and I was really shocked. Hmm. I had no idea that BB King was that popular with the ladies, and he would do that thing like oh, like that, and that women would just fall out, and hmm. they were going crazy. And I said to myself. You know, there's hope for fat guys. <laughs> <laughs> he had that charm. And, of course, he had his guitar, Lucille. So. Oh, yeah. He's like, if you ever listen to his interviews, he's the most charming person, just, mm-hmm. you know, benevolent soul that I've ever, you know, could imagine meeting, yeah. you know. And I regret not ever meeting him, you know, but it would have been great, you know. I love his music. I love what he does, you know. Mm-hmm. At I really had that think if you listen to most of his licks they're very similar to like beethoven's fifth hmm. okay you know one five four it was beethoven's fifth da, 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 da. or you know uh the dan blue Danube waltz is the same mm-hmm. you know um and then you listen to bb's king bb king right <laughs> very similar mm-hmm. you know so there's a certain beauty and ambience that he had except he did it to blues If we are apart Yeah, even when I'm with you, girl And jealous if we are apart 
Whoa, how blue can you get? The answer right here in my heart. Cause my love's a burning flame, but yours is just a cigarette. My love's a burning flame, girl, but yours is just a cigarette. And I watched you step down on it and crush it. Uh, how blue can we get? Well, I got your brand new Ford. You said you want a Cadillac. When I put you up in a penthouse, you said it's just a little shack. And I gave you seven children. Now you want to give them back How blue can you get The answer right here in my heart How blue can you get, girl The answer right here in my heart Well, I've been downhearted, baby Now how blue how blue, how blue can you get? This is 11 Mile Sessions. We have Robert Johnson with us. Uh, we got uh, another 20 or so minutes to go. We can squeeze in a few more songs. And uh, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. All right. Hope you're all having a good time listening tonight. All right. Uh, let's keep it going then. All right.
Actually, one of my dad's favorite artists. Um, he used to play guitar for um, mostly family and friends. He never really made it professionally, but you know there was always that thing when we'd go to visit relatives. He had to bring his guitar, and it wasn't like he had to. It was like the relatives said, "You better bring your guitar." You know, awesome. kind of. So um, there was times when uh, actually toward the end, where I got just old enough, I could sit on his lap and he'd have me strum. And then he'd play the chords. So nice. I got, you know, weaned on uh, Johnny Cash at a very young age. But uh, he's one of those people that transcends um, all different backgrounds and musically, though. When you think of the fact that uh, he covered that Nine Inch Nails song, Hurt, you know, and it did it justice. In fact, Trent Reznor said, that's not my song anymore. He, <laughs> it's his now. Right. Um, but I've seen so many local bands do Ring of Fire. Uh, some recorded versions. Blondie did a version, actually, for a movie soundtrack. Uh, Social Distortion, which is a band that's been around since the late 80s. That's one of their signature tunes that they actually recorded. And, um, he, uh, like I said, he, he kind of like touched everybody in all different categories. But talk about dark music sometimes, you know, not the ones that you actually hear on the radio, but have you ever, like, delved deep into his catalog? Yeah, I got a, I got one I'll play for you. Mm. Yep. Um, I just want to comment first that uh, I think it's wonderful what your dad did for you to bring mm. you to music that way. Mm. Then you talk about, you know, how Johnny Cash touched so many people and you're just pointing out that, you know, he had you playing Ring of Fire, you know, and that Johnny Cash was a big deal. And it's mm. obvious to me that that stuck with you. You're probably still a fan, and your dad was a fan. Mm-hmm. Well, my dad was a fan, and and when uh, I was a kid, <clears throat> I would come home, and uh, my dad would hightail it out to the garage with Paul Malls and Black Label and Johnny Cash and Hank Williams, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my mom would be inside listening to Glenn Miller and Johnny Mathis and stuff, mm-hmm. and so I would be like, ooh, you know, I'm going out to the garage. You know, and we would, you know, kind of jam to Johnny Cash, you know. And uh, so I was introduced to it back then also. Mm-hmm. And um, when uh, my mom had, you know, my dad had passed in 1981, and my mom passed in uh, 2009. That's when my dad passed, 81. Yeah, so. Scary. And we both had that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, the passing out some of the things, what do you want? And then my mom had saved the records. Mm-hmm. the Hank Williams and the Johnny Cash for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought, wow, that's an awesome thing that she remembered that, you know. Mm-hmm. But they had an indelible impression on me. The truth, the veracity in his music, and it's dark, but it's true, you know. So so we're going to do Delia, and I hope nobody's offended. <coughs> and unfortunately, it's in the same key, but have you ever heard Delia? Not that I'm no? aware of, but maybe when I, once I hear it, I might... Uh 
ring a bell. Well, it's based on a true story about a gal who had a lover, and the lover disclosed the details of the relationship. And this was about 1920, and she was so hurt by that that she, she left him. And he was so hurt by that that he caught her and killed her. Ah, and, uh, happy this, music. Right. Well, you wanted dark Johnny Cash. Yeah, this is about as dark as it gets. Delia, oh Delia, Delia all my life. If I hadn't shot poor Delia, well, I'd have her for my wife. Delia's gone one more round. Delia's gone. I went down to Memphis I found Delia there Found her in her parlor And shot her in her chair Delia's gone one more round Delia's gone She was low and trifling She was downright mean Kind of girl that made me want to use my submachine. Delia's gone one more round. Delia's gone. First time that I shot her, I shot her in her side. It was hard to watch her suffer. With the second shot, she died. Delia's gone one more round, Delia's gone. Jailer, oh jailer, I can't sleep at all. All around me, all I hear is Delia in the hall. Delia's gone one more round, Delia's gone. So if your woman's devilish, you can let her run Or you can take and do her Just like Delia got herself done Delia's gone One more round Delia's gone Delia's gone One more round Delia's gone that one of course it probably didn't get much airplay i would imagine back in the day <laughs> not a song like that i mean people probably shied away from that the nope. people that program radio stations well people still get offended by it today but i have to tell them like just wait for the last line because he's in jail and he's paying his dues okay <laughs> you know that's really the point of it i think is that you know if you kill somebody you're going to jail yeah. you know, most of the time you know or something bad's going to happen to you too but you know, you know then again Folsom and blues that was a big song for him and he shot somebody there too so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it wasn't a woman right no it wasn't a woman that's when people do get offended but no i was actually quite lucky that i i was uh, weaned on music from day one in all categories my, my dad and my mom lived with my grandparents on my mom's side when i was growing up so actually i was weaned on country and rockabilly from my dad doo-wop 50s music in Motown by my mom. My grandparents loved jazz and blues. They had all these records, so imagine 
a record collection that spans from Johnny Cash to John Coltrane to Frankie Avalon and the Beach Boys. <laughs> and then I had older cousins on both sides that introduced me to the late 60s, early 70s classic rock, Woodstock era music, Black Sabbath, and you name it. So by the time I was eight or nine, I had all that in my arsenal of listening. Awesome, yeah. <laughs> well, it's made you the great musician you are. And, you know, to have to be able to listen to all different kinds of music and enjoy it and appreciate it. Oh, and I had a great uncle. He was into classical and Irish marching band music. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there was nothing that I wasn't uh, made aware of back then. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a shame that it's, it doesn't work that way now. You get people that are teenagers growing up. They only know the latest hits. If it's more than five years old, it's ancient. <laughs> right, the point of perspective for them, yeah. And they only have one genre. It's auto-tune with electronic oh beats yeah. and that bass, I guess. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. What a trip, you know. Yeah. Well, it is what it is, you know, it's electronics. We were know. very lucky to grow up when we did, to have that. You know, when you could listen to, like, even... FM rock radio, there was such a, a wide variety of styles back then. Mm -hmm. You listen to modern commercial rock radio, and everything is just kind of lumped into the same category. It does sound the same, yeah. You know, you and I know it's like, okay, yeah. I've heard five different bands, and all five songs have played the exact same chords. Yeah. It's just, you know, this one's 120 beats per minute, yeah. this one's 132. You know, but other than that... And then everybody's got to sing the same. You know, it's all that macho, you know, rah, rah, you know, kind of voice going on. Yeah. You know, there wasn't that difference between people like Freddie Mercury and Ozzy Osbourne. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. say, you know, I was imp I'm impressed with like Chris Stapleton, though. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like surprised, like, wow. And, and he comes from the same area of Kentucky as um, like Loretta Lynn and, um, yeah. you know, um, Dwight Yoakam. You know, yeah. there's like a fulcrum of, mm -hmm. of faith in, in there that, you know, has produced some awesome artists because, they're, you know, like to hear people say like, well, old country is, is Alan Jackson. I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. No, <laughs> no, not really. And then you know. even when they say Garth Brooks, I still laugh at that. Too. I know. And I, I never liked Garth because to me it was commercialized country yeah, also. Yeah. I just never really. You know, people say, you know, can you play what they want about, you know, is showed up in boots. I'm like, no, nah. mm -hmm. you know, I don't, you know, yeah, you know, because anybody who was really like that wouldn't have showed up anyway. They would have just left her. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Most of the people I know like that would have said, yeah, you know, mm -hmm. she's really not worth it. I'm going to go find another girl, you know. There you go. <laughs> well, we should you keep know. it going. We uh, probably got time for about two more songs, I'm okay. guessing, by the time. All right. So what would you like to finish off with then? Um, well, we can do, uh, let's do Hank Williams and the Allman Brothers. Speaking of, okay, yeah, that sounds awesome. we're talking about old, old country. There and then, you go. You know, uh, I got a buddy that's got a place down in Macon, and he invited us to, to come and uh, stay with him. And I'm not going to stay a long time, but when I'm passing through to go to Florida mm -hmm. to see my kid, we're going to hang out. And I'm going to make it over to the big house and, you know, pay tribute at the graves over there, mm -hmm. you know, because they both buried down there. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. And uh, and Dickie's uh, Dickie wrote that song "Blue Sky" for Sandy Blue Sky, mm -hmm. and she's on my Facebook. I don't know if did, did I did I share her to you? I don't believe so. Yeah, I'll have to send it because she's on there. Uh, she's a Native American girl, mm -hmm. 
well, girl, you know, she's like 75 now, but, yeah, you know, but yeah. she's the one that did, uh, was the source of Blue Sky. You know? They did that a lot, Almond Brothers, you know, Jessica. They did. And, Jessica and, was the kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. 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 But, uh, do you want me, we're going to run out of time. Yeah. So let's I'll do, let's uh, keep it going. <laughs> okay. I'll do Hank Williams real quick and then we'll. And that's Hank Williams Sr., right? Not, yeah. The son is not, not two or three. <laughs> I don't, you know. I like family tradition, but beyond that, I just, you know. <laughs> and, right. I, and he's, you know, trouble. So, you know. Hey, good looking. What you got cooking? How's about cooking something up with me? Hey, sweet baby. Don't you think maybe we'll find us a brand new I got a hot rod Ford and a two dollar bill And I know it's a spot right over the hill There's soda pop and the dancing's free You wanna have fun, come along with me Singing, hey, good looking What you got cooking? How's about keeping steady company? Well, I throw my date book over the fence. Mommy, one, four, five, or ten cents. Keep it till it's covered with age. Writing your name down on every page. Singing, hey, good looking. What you got cooking? How's about cooking something up? How's about cooking something up? How's about cooking something up with me? Taken away from us way, way too soon. 29 years old, baby. Yeah. Yep. Law, a very short, hard life. And he had like an amazing, amazing, amazing talent. Mm-hmm. You know, those songs just peeled out of the guy. You Imagine know? what he could have done if he had made it to a, a decently ripe old age. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he probably would have peaked and then, you know. But yeah, it would have been cool to see what, you know, you had like, coming for us but i don't think his kind of truth could be handled mm-hmm. that's probably what got cut off because if he had said something at 40 or 50 it would have been like way too much for most people <laughs> like hey i don't get this one you know but i get the hey good looking and setting the woods on fire and all that but this mm-hmm. other stuff is you know because <laughs> yeah. he wouldn't matured like you know an intense bourbon or a fine wine that most mm-hmm. people can't handle that music probably would have been the same but that's just yeah. my opinion. Yeah. But yeah, so let's uh let's do the Alma Brothers and then uh then I'm gonna let you guys uh mosey on out of here. So thanks again, Robert. I really appreciate you coming down for us. Playing. Thank you very much for having me. It's my it's an honor. Thank you very much. You know, thank you. My yeah, pleasure. I hope that everybody enjoyed the music and I enjoyed the conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Mm-hmm. And uh, getting a little education from from Scott here, you mm-hmm. know, local artist and expert in so many ways on music mm-hmm. so. and once again real quick before we start the song um that place in frankenmuth you say you play there every saturday yeah, in case somebody it. wants to go mm-hmm. down there yep. or up there rather <laughs> <laughs> i play at slow bones every saturday mm-hmm. yep and uh on the first i am at the uh the northville eagles which anybody can come mm-hmm. and on the 27th which is next week i think right i'm yeah. at uh north center brewing is in northville Mm-hmm. Yep, so I got a couple of gigs in Northville. I've been playing Northville a lot lately for some reason. 
And um, and then I just, you know, every Saturday, if you come down to Frankenmuth, you go shopping or go up there and have fun, stop in and see me, you know, play a song for you. Say hey. Okay. All right. Oh 